Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. This is Emmeline and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us. Choke on my own Strangle and stray Against this world of Hungry 
floods are coming, the fires are here, the creatures cry, blue murder. very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you now. I'm really looking forward to diving into your music over the next bit. So you released The Sun Will Still Shine When You Die on the 20th of October. What can you tell us about it? Oh, wow. There's so much to say about this album. Um, Yeah, it's seven songs. Some of them are quite intense. Some are slightly lighter. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, it's quite intense dark music, you know, there's a, you know, there's like a deep theme of, yeah, you know, sort of death and that kind of thing, you know, so what's going to happen when we die and, and yeah, so that, yeah, so that was something that, um, yeah, I didn't actually plan, you know, to write such dark songs it's that kind of music just you know it just comes out of me and um yeah you know it's you know it's so hard to actually talk about it just straight away because it's um yeah it's that kind of music you know sort of carried around like my whole life so it's got like a lot of you know, sort of memories of sort of other lifetimes and very strange kind of things that I've felt and seen in my lifetime. And um, and some of the songs, you know, I mean, it's it's like these long kind of story type songs. So it's not, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's not about my life, but at the same time, you know, it's about a whole lot of things at the same. <laughs> I'm not, um, I'm extremely nervous, you know. Oh my There's gosh, no it's my first nervous. interview. So, yeah, it's, it's such a hard thing to kind of talk about, you know, because my lyrics are so intense that they kind of say everything. So to try to, Try to put it into one sentence is quite difficult because it's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not coming from my mind, it's from my soul and my heart. So it's like you're a a vessel for it to come true, (laughs) yeah. And you know, when you're writing such songs, then what does the process look like? How do you approach it? I do a lot of praying for songs to you know, sort of find me in a way. So it's a very deep thing that I do. And it's, yeah, if I can be extremely honest with you, it's it's very strange. I mean, they, yeah, they kind of have their own um, kind of being to them, you know, like they their own kind of entity that just come visit me. So, um, you know, I'll actually see 
someone's face or something and then I'll be like okay this is very strange so there's like a whole feeling of their you know sort of life or, or something and it's um it's yeah um lots of dreams and things like that and yeah I'm I'm um I don't know I have um, you know, lots of influences, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I'm really actually reading books all the time, like very strange, interesting books. Um, you know, I'm having all sorts of dreams, you know, you know, I'm listening to all sorts of bizarre music. So I have like a lot of influences coming in. So I think that kind of thing just all, you know, you know, it just slowly kind of filters down into my into my whole being and then I just I don't know I just hear something or you know I see something like uh, I was actually out I think it was last week and I was at like some some bar or something and you know there was a guy there and I don't know he was holding his I don't know his drink but in the way that he was holding it I don't know it was like he was holding a baby you know so so there's just that one tiny image and then, and then, like I don't know, this whole um, you know sort of song just came to me, like just in a flash, you know, like within five minutes, I saw like this whole image of this person and his life and his wife, and you know, slides out by himself, and um, so yeah, I don't actually know how it works because it's not from the mind at all; it's from some other place. So, yeah, it sounds like a little bit out there and yeah yeah it is out there for me you know you know it's not like a normal kind of job where I'm like okay now I'm gonna sound and I'm gonna write music it just comes over over me I get you I get you and you know you mentioned you have a lot of strange dreams and you use them for inspiration as well do you find it hard to kind of translate your dreams into lyrics I know a lot of people have trouble remembering dreams after they've woke up. Uh yeah, definitely. You know, you know, it is very difficult. Um, but yeah, I write all the time. You know, so I have I have a lot of um, lots of words in me already. You know, so I'm always kind of writing every single day. I'm just kind of writing like all sorts of things. You know, um, yeah, like my feelings about the world and. So I have like so many lyrics just kind of lying around anyway. I have I have like stuff everywhere. I've got yeah, so I think that kind of thing, you know, it's sometimes difficult and sometimes extremely easy, you know. So I mean, you know, if I can think about some of the songs on this album, you know, there's one or two that that was so easy to write. But it's the most intense, dark, deep thing. And I just think, where does this come from? And then, you know, something else it just took months, you know, one song just took months. And I just thought, okay, I can kind of feel it. I can kind of feel it, what it actually wants to be. I just don't know how to actually put it into words. Because how because it's like a feeling more than a 
yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about because it's so, for me, it's just like instinctual. You know, it's completely instinctual. You know, I've been playing for such a long time that it's not, it's not like, um, I don't know, it's not coming from my ego. It's not coming from, you know, like this human, um, you know, sort of self that's like so nervous and shy of people. Once I'm on the stage, I'm like a completely, you know, I'm like a different person altogether. You made me think of something actually there. A lot of singers have alter egos. Would you say that when you step on the stage, then you have an alter ego who takes over? Um, yeah, that is such an interesting question because when I am on stage, it's like my soul takes over. You know, and my ego has to sit down. And if it's if it's too much from my ego, if I'm like, oh, and now I have to play really well, and I have to sing completely in tune, and now if I do one thing wrong, it's a bad show, then it's just crap, you know. It's not, yeah, it's just not that good. And, and yeah, yeah, it's really quite interesting because the audience can feel it immediately. You know, they can just feel, okay, this is different now. And then they just... You know, like they just slowly calm down and everyone just goes into this, I don't know, like a state of awareness. And then I can feel the energy in the room, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Because, and yeah, it's quite intense, you know, sometimes because I can feel every single person's energy in that room. So everyone's, you know, like obviously drunk or they're on drugs or they, you know, kind of feeling one thing or they all over the So to try to feel that, but also actually go into myself and play in this in this really deep way is still something that I'm, you know, I'm still kind of struggling with. Because it's that hyper kind of sensitivity is um yeah, I don't know. It's super intense at times. Sounds it. Sounds it. Almost feels like standing there with like a 10,000 watt bulb in your face and trying to, you know, manage it almost. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the recording process, you've done it quite quickly. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so this album took four days. Um, yeah, and I did all the instruments. Um, yeah, it was about eight hours a day, eight to nine hours a day. So it was, it was, it was very, very hard work. And yeah, it was very intense because you have to actually get the, the, like whole kind of soul of it, you know, straight away. Because if it's, if I'm not really feeling it at all, if if I'm if I'm extremely nervous or um or it's I don't know, it's too cold room or there's all these, you know, sort of elements, it doesn't work. So I have to I don't know, you know, I have to actually do all these things in that room, like to kind of I don't know, you know. Um, but then once it's working, then and it's really kind of flowing, you know, so to actually get into that, 
altered state of um, feeling, you know, like, which sometimes can take, you know, a few hours, but other times it's just, you know, it's straight away. And then I'm, then I'm there, you know, sort of focused completely. And then I can work for hours and then it's, and then the whole album is done. Yeah, yeah. I think the next one, though, if I could maybe, uh, I don't know, because you know, do it in, in that amount of time is extremely intense, you know, and sometimes there's, I don't know, there's certain things that you think fine and then you kind of listen back and you're like, no, that's actually like a bit out, you know, you have to redo it. But I don't know. but. A rawness to it that is, you know, it's not something that you can ever get back. It's like, yeah. So I think there's, yeah, there's like a magic in that, you know. Mm. That's that's what I feel. Yeah. It sounds like doing it that way, though. That by the end of it, it would take an awful lot out of you. Like I, I feel like you'd be physically, mentally, emotionally drained. That's, yeah, that's actually very, very true, Brian. Um, yeah, after that, I was, I was out of it for a few weeks. And then, yeah, and then I had like six or seven shows. So, you know, I was playing every single week. So I'm still actually very, very, very tired on on all levels. Um, so, yeah, that's also been quite intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God, you need to like every time you record an album, you need to take like a three or four week holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, how does the final version of the album compare to the original concept that you had? Well, it's actually, it's completely different. It's, I don't know, it's something completely that I did not plan for. You know, these songs are so dark that uh of them i just have no idea how did that come to be and but yeah i don't it's so beautiful as well you know like when i actually hear it i just start crying because i feel like it's not even me it's it's me but it's not me at all it's yeah no it's like yeah i don't yeah it's like a really interesting of experience to have that where you sort of realize okay this is something completely yeah sort of higher than me it's not, it's just yeah it's not coming from the ego at all because i didn't plan it <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. which was quite amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and i have to ask you know when someone listens to your music they obviously have a they get a preconceived image of you in their head of what you would be like, maybe. What are you like compared to the music? You know, what's the real Emmeline like? That's so funny because so many people just, you know, they just don't know how to kind of play me because I'm, I don't know, I'm so, I don't know, you're just sort of lighthearted and like a bit nervous. And and then I have this, this like deep voice when I sing. And like you know they just don't understand so it's quite it's quite interesting but i would say um i don't know i'm actually everything you know i'm actually light and dark i'd say that that kind of singing and that kind of playing 
I don't know, is my true self, you know. And the rest of the time, I'm kind of hiding away sometimes. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm my true self on stage, but then on stage I have to I have to kind of try to seem at least normal and try to, so it's yeah, I don't know. It's like an interesting question because yeah, I feel like it's me, but it's also it's me, but it's also like a whole other thing as well. Yeah. Actually I find that intriguing now. It's kind of like on stage it's you, but in your day to day, that's the alter ego. Would you agree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah, that's like an interesting sort of point that you have there. I think I do feel like that in in, in so many ways. I feel like um I don't know, you know, we in this this I don't know, like this world where we all you know, you know, like we're all trying to be in line and like we're all trying like yeah, like there's always someone yeah, I don't know, there's really kind of it's just interesting how this how this whole world works. And like we're all trying to kind of do what we think we should do. But nine times out of ten it's it's not really what we what our I don't know, our soul really craves. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm learning I think is to bridge those two now, you know, so it's not like I'm just one thing and then halfway, you know, like to kind of bridge it all. And yeah, so some of my songs now that, you know, I started um are are not as dark. They like all of a sudden they have like another kind of feeling. So that's also interesting. I'm not going to be writing sad sad music for the rest of my life. It might be different in a few months. Don't. Know. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. And you know what? Overall, the whole music process. What's your favorite and least favorite part? You know, is there a part that you really look forward to, and then is there a part that just feels like work? Yeah. So this kind of thing for me is extremely, extremely difficult. You know having to actually talk to people because everyone's, you know, they're like all trying to kind of figure it out. So that for me is extremely difficult. And and all the advertising, Brian, and the marketing that you have to do. Otherwise, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, no one's going to hear you if you don't, you know, if you don't market it. So that for me, oh, my gosh, with the whole Instagram thing, feels like it feels like work it feels like oh gosh now I have to advertise otherwise no one's going to come to the shows so that's difficult um you know the thing that I just I really 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 love is the actual playing and the actual writing music and yeah because that's what I can do well everything else it's like i have to have to learn from scratch to figure out like the whole you know kind of industry and and the way that you have to you know like you have to actually network with people and yeah it can be cool but other times i just feel like everyone's got such a ego about them like everyone's you know i don't know everyone's just yeah yeah they're just trying to say something in, in such a way that's like 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like a bit nasty of me to that. But sometimes that kind of thing can be extremely draining, you know, because everyone's trying to prove themselves. And so that part is difficult. But the music and film is everything. And that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's my dream, you know, like to do that, you know, like to play on stage for people. Is a big thing, you know. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm extremely lucky that I can do that. You know, there's not many people that can. Exactly, exactly. And I suppose at this stage, so we'll give the listeners a sense of where you come from musically. So, if you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? So I started actually listening to very old music from a young age. So my was listening to Hendrix, Hendrix, and my mom was listening to Nina Simone, and so I was I was probably about two or three years old, you know. I was listening to that kind of music. I was like, you know, I just wanted louder, so that's what I just said to my parents. Like, can you turn that up because I want to hear Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> so I would say, yeah. So that was my first kind of memory, and. Something in me from a very, very, very young age was like, I understand this. I'm going to be doing that. The rest of life is going to be extremely difficult, but that's what I understand. I was dancing and everything, you know. I was, you know, I, yeah, I was doing <laughs> these things with the guitar from a very young age. Yeah, so my family kind of knew, I think, like they knew, okay. That one's going to be doing something with art and music. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, during your later years, then your teenage years, everything, what sort of music were you exposed to? And how do you think it molded you into the musician you are today? Um, well, I was, I was actually listening to very old, old blues when I was about 12 or 13. like. You know, I was like a child still, you know, so everyone else, you know, got their bands and like heavy metal. And I, and I was, you know, I was listening to blues. So Sunhouse, people like Sunhouse, Robert Johnson, um, very old, old blues guys, you know, I was that from a young age. Waits, I also, you know, I love Tom Waits, also from a young age. Bob Dylan. All those people, you know, the yeah, the roots, you know, of of music, I guess. Yeah. I went oh, I went went actually straight towards that from a very young age. So I loved that. But then um yeah, in terms of sort of bands and stuff, I was also into very heavy music as well. I was listening to corn. And Slipknot, sorry, there's like a dog outside. Um, corn and like just very, very, very heavy music as well. And yeah, I was actually looking to all sorts of things, all different types. It's a good mix, kind of almost polar opposites as well. Yeah. You know, then when it comes to concerts, as a concert goer, what concerts would you say have made you? 
Well, I saw live music from quite a young age as well. So I was, you know, I was super, super lucky to see you know, to see Guy Battery, which, you know, he's actually from South Africa and he's, I mean, he's incredible. Um, yeah, I saw like a few people from quite a young age and that's life-changing, I think, when you are very young. Yeah, and I saw... Metallica when I was 13. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I was I was so I was arrogant as like a teenager. Like, yeah, it's, but I mean, that kind of thing can change your whole life. Then you realize that's actually yeah, that's like a huge deal. And then I guess in my twenties, I I traveled quite a bit, so I saw I saw like a few bands, which was also amazing. And yeah, the concerts that make me, it's like such an interesting question. Um, I can't, yeah. It's hard to <laughs> pinpoint, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to pinpoint act shows. You know, I've seen some stunning people where it, you know, it really feels like okay, that's you know, it's changing from the inside out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And your own shows. I'm looking forward to hearing about this now. For any listeners that haven't caught one, give them the full experience if you can. Oh, I'll try. Um, So, yeah, the way I start when I play is, you know, I kind of have a bit and, you know, I start actually chanting sometimes. Then, yeah, so that kind of, that kind that, I don't know. It, it, it really kind of calms people down, you know. They they like just sort of settle down. Yeah, I play like a few different instruments, you know. Um, guitar. I'm really actually solo most of the time. Um, you know, I might have you know like a bit of a sort of drummer every now and then or something, you know, you know to help me, but. Um, so my show on Saturday, I've got, you know, I've got someone that's, that's really actually played lots of drums and like some cello as well. You know, so the cello, I think, uh, is super cool with banjo. That, I don't know, it seems to, you know, it seems to work extremely well, you know, the cello banjo. Yeah. So that's that's actually something new. So my songs are, you know, I'll be playing lots of songs from the other album, the new album, and so it's, yeah, so it's, you know, sort of new stuff and old stuff kind of mixed in. Yeah, it's hard to kind of put into words, you know, if you don't, you know, if you haven't actually heard me. But, yeah, so every every show is something really kind of new you know it's not the same show every single time because if the same thing every every night i would get so bored so you know something different every night it's all sort of you know so i'll exchange the songs quite a bit it's not it's you know it's never the same exact same or the exact same thing at all so yeah, the audience kind of doesn't always know what's gonna happen. So I think <laughs> that kind of thing can be, yeah, it can be like a bit difficult for an audience, I think. Yeah, it keeps it exciting for them though. 
Yeah, I hope so. Out of all the gigs you've played, is there one that sticks in your mind as maybe the most perfect experience you've had? Yeah, I would say so. In, in the last month or so, in September, we had we had a uh, we had thirteen people there, but they they were the most amazing audience, and they were really, 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 really listening on very on a on a very deep level, and. Yeah, there was something about the space being very small and, you know, the sound being just extremely good and just having 13 people, a very tiny audience, and everyone was was just so lovely. And, and yeah, I think that for me was incredible, you know. You know it sounds like, you know, it sounds like it's just like a tiny audience, but for me it was amazing to have that. Um, you know, and that shows where there's obviously more people, but you know they don't really know me. So then they like talk a lot, so then they will, yeah, you know, like they're kind of listening, but then they're also not. And that kind of thing can be super difficult when you're on stage and you know you're solo, and everyone's that they half or they're half not. So yeah. Um, it's not when you have like an audience that's there with you. That to me is amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah. How would you go about then grabbing the audience's attention when it's like that, when it's a bigger one and they're kind of talking or whatever? Um, well that that is so difficult. I think the way I do it to just, you know, to really actually sing from an even deeper place where it's almost like it's almost like I'm gonna start crying like it's so intense and so vulnerable not not going off and not kind of playing louder it's not necessarily playing louder it's just playing more intensely then people can feel it it's not it's not so much about okay you know it's not playing like an intense solo. I mean, I can play solos. I can sing in all these different ways. I can show off if I want to. But that's that's not why I'm doing music. So when it's, yeah, so when it's kind of coming from this intense, deep heart place, that's extremely vulnerable, then they listen. It's very interesting. It's, it's actually fascinating because people, feel it instantly then they 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 like oh okay and then and then they just calm down but it doesn't always happen which is fine you know (laughs) yeah yeah and you know i always say you have to have the good with the bad so is there a gig experience you've had that maybe wasn't the best and how did you overcome it oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) If I can be honest, you know, I'm you know, I'm so scared other people are going to listen. Yeah, there has been quite a few shows where I felt like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm just actually going to walk that stage like a diva like, and just throw down my instruments. But I do that. Um, yeah, I had this, I, I don't know, he was like a diva that... I mean, he was a serious diva, but he, yo, know, he did this thing on stage. So now we like playing and everything. 
And then he starts talking on the phone and like someone called him and now he's shouting at some while he's playing. So he's holding the phone in his arm and he's still playing and it sounds good because he's just amazing. So now I'm trying to sing like these intense songs and then, you know, he's talking on the phone on stage. It's so embarrassing. And then, I don't know, you know, the audience is just not interested and like shouting at me like it's just yeah that was that was not a great one but yeah yeah it's been quite intense you know um but yeah the last few shows though have have actually been very 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 amazing you know i've had you know i've had like small small audiences but they're actually listening to my lyrics and they're actually there with me so you know, if it's like a, you know, tiny audience, it's actually so much better for me, even though, you know, there's, yeah, there's not much money involved. It's actually, it just feels much better when there's less people. Because I know that they actually want to be there. True, Because if you have yeah. an audience that's just there and, like, they're just with their friends, they're out to have a good time, that can be fine. but. It's not that kind of music. Yeah, I think that's all I'll say about the experiences. <laughs> right, right. I have to say, though, you know, being able to play drums while on the phone is a talent in a, in itself. There's not many, you know, I feel like not even yeah. John Bonham or someone would be able to do that. But yeah, obviously, it was amazing. Disrespectful. You, do you have a, a pre-show and post-show ritual? You know, do you, how do you psych yourself up before you go on stage? And then afterwards, how do you wind down? Well, that's a big one, hey? <laughs> um, there's like a lot of things I do actually to get myself ready because, you know, because this kind of music, it's not just songs that I'm just singing a nice song or it's like a heartbreak song or whatever. It's, it's a kind of music that actually shifts, you know, the energy in a, in a, in a space. So it's not it's not just a song. It's, it's like a whole kind of healing experience, you know. Um, well, for me and for audience, I'm kind of, well, not. Uh, it's not like an intentional thing, but that's that's what actually. Uh, I don't know. It's actually becoming that because in the last few shows, I've had people crying on the floor and like people having like, you know, like, I don't know, like these deep kind of experiences in themselves. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm realizing that, okay, this is more than just a show where I just put some nice songs. It's, it's much more than that. So I think to, to, you know, to get ready, you know, I was like the whole day on my own. I can't like interact with a lot of people before I play. Otherwise, I'm just totally involved. Um, I will, I will do some yoga. I will do some like uh, lots of things that are, are just quite strange. You know, like with incense and, and, and candles, and I'll just kind of myself into you know a scented place that's very yeah that's very focused and then after a show 
yeah, I have to actually clean my fields, you know, like aura quite a lot because other people's ideas and stuff kind of, you know, sort of stuck in, in my field. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm not even in my body, which is quite a weird experience. I'm, I'm still actually on stage. Like I'm not here now sitting in my house. I'm like a normal person again. So I have to, you know, I have to actually ground myself. Like I have to actually come back here into the earth not and not be so almost out of it. It sounds really bizarre. I hope you can understand <laughs> me. When no, I'm I get you. Thing. I get you. It's very interesting. <laughs> and what do you hope people get from your music? You know, the average listener, what do you hope they get from it? I hope that they can actually feel something in themselves, you know, if it's a if it's a good thing or not a good thing, because that stuff is is yeah, it's there already inside a human. So if you hear a very dark song and you absolutely hate it, it's usually because you know, there's like a dark thing that's inside of you that's that's just getting triggered. So, you know, people like it or not, um, yeah, I don't really mind at this stage because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I know that it's not for everyone. It's, it's definitely not for everyone, and that's okay. I don't have to, well, I don't have to actually take it personally and to, um, yeah, sort of think about other people all the time. I think it's not very healthy for an artist like, to think about the audience they care or not i think that's like a very yeah that's like a very difficult thing because at the end of the day you know like you keep other people happy like if they you know yeah like they like it one day and then the next day they want to something else or they change their mind so i think what i hope is just to you know if there's one person in the world that can feel something then, yeah, I've actually done my job. If it's five people, I've also done my job. If it's 20,000 people, I've still done my job. It doesn't really matter about you know, that kind of thing. But so I think, I think as an artist, you know, like you just have to, I don't know, like you just have to make something and like you just have to offer it to the world. And then you, yeah, and then you just, the next thing like I think to always think about an audience is not is not healthy I, I think you know I think just to say okay here it is yeah here it is if you like it or not that's okay I'm just gonna make the next thing and if you like it or not that's also fun it sells that's also nice but <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's not something that I can worry about a stage of my life, you know. Yeah, I really like that. Now, I feel like that's something I've never thought of before. And it's almost like if you're worrying about the audience, it'll get you grounded as a musician. You know, you'll stay in place. Yeah, that's actually interesting. And, you know, when you think of your career, then how would you like it to evolve, say, in five years time? Um. Well... I think I, you know, I really actually need to leave 
where I am because I'm in a I'm in a very small small country and it's small in a lot of ways you know it's not just small as it's a small place it's small as the mindset and I feel like I'm in the scene that it's a very small scene. so everyone kind of knows everyone you know and if you're not in the in circle then it's that kind of thing can be extremely difficult. So I think if I am actually going to like to do this seriously, then you know I am actually going to leave South Africa and you know, play in somewhere else in the world or everywhere in the world. I don't know how that will evolve or unfold, but I think yeah, I think I have to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I really have to actually make albums. I just have to keep writing music. I think that's what I have to focus on. And everything else will kind of unfold before me. I can't can't be too um sort of worried about selling stuff, you know. It would be nice to get uh, more help because I'm actually doing everything on my own now. I'm actually organizing all my own events. Um, so I think if I could have a bit more help, it would be amazing. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it would be quite cool, you know, to have like a whole team of people. It's a good one. It's definitely a goal. Yeah. Free up your uh, own time to focus on the music. Yeah, exactly. And before we dive into the last couple of questions, so future plans that are set in stone, any gigs, anything coming up you want to tell us about? Um, I have a show on Saturday, for my album launch, which I'm you know, I'm very excited for. So that's in a few days. And then I have, I have like a few more shows towards the end of the year. And then next year, I think I'm not 100% sure yet, but. I think I'm gonna go on on a small, um, you know, you know, a small little of South Africa. Maybe I think that would be amazing. I think, yeah, yeah, I really need to do that next. I think, and then festivals, yeah. So that's like my next big step. I think is to try to get into festivals, send send my work out, and and do that. And I think in the next two years, I think, you know, I'm actually going to try to immigrate, but it's a whole process. So we'll, we'll see when, when, when that's, when I, yeah, when I get there. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll uh, see you somewhere in Europe within two years. Yeah, so. Amazing. You're pretty cool. Pretty cool. And uh, we'll dive into the last couple of questions. So these are a couple of fun, random music questions, but I'm intrigued to see your answers. So if you could see anyone in concert from history for one night only, who would it be? Sunhouse. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. Like the quickness and the response. <laughs> And the next one, now this is a bit of an odd one. If you had to be locked in a room with any musician from history for 24 hours, who would it be? Oh, that is creepy. <laughs> I don't think I should be locked in a room with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but 
I would say Tom Waits. Right. Tom Waits. But I mean that oh yeah, if if I could think of being locked in a room with Tom Waits, I think it would be very interesting. And yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'd be in a good mood or it could be a bit dangerous. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And uh I have to ask, what would you hope to learn from him in the in those 24 hours? Um, well, I mean, the uh, yeah, there'd be so many things that I would have to learn from someone like Tom Waits, but songwriting secrets, because he's yeah, he's also got this, I don't know, you know, a weird kind of way of you know kind of writing songs. It's like they and then they like just come out of nowhere like he's his own I don't know like his own kind of ideas about songwriting so I think yeah I think that'd be very cool you know to hear how he yeah so how he actually does it secretly you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would be that'd be epic and the final one so now this is almost impossible but we'll see if you can give it a go. What song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? I love that question. It's just, yeah, just with my life is always changing. I would say um, that very old, old song. This little man, I'll let it shine. You know that? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a song for children, I think. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would play that song because, yeah. So that's how I feel right now. Like you know, I have this talent inside of me. All I have to do is, is, you know, yeah, share it with the world. And yeah, I love that song as well. You know, when I'm feeling very, very sad, or I'm feeling like uh, I just want to give up on 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 stuff. I just sing that to myself to kind of comfort myself and helps. Right, right. Has to be that one. So listen, Emmeline, I've really enjoyed chatting with you now over the last bit. Thanks a million. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Oh
looking and I'm looking Only to find my own face Staring back in time Scorned and scorched with hell to pay I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey! Hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.